Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Eat, sleep, fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Brooklyn Nine-Nine of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me on the other side, as always, is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? What an emotional roller coaster. Brooklyn Nine-Nine canceled and brought back. Um, I'm excited. I love it. First of all, stop starting sentences and just everyday life with emotional roller coaster statements. Can you just describe it what happens to you without using that statement? Okay, yes. I was very emotional and okay. very sad. Okay, hold on. Let's start and over. Then, describe the situation without using the words emotional or roller coaster. <laughs> okay. When I heard Brooklyn Nine-Nine was canceled, I was very sad. And then I heard it was picked up again on NBC, and I was very happy. <laughs> and now that a couple of days have passed- Those are what? Like emotions? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm an emotional person. You should know this about me. So, so uh, And this whole thing must have just been like- some sort of ride for you, like maybe like yeah, a roller coaster. Yes, it was a it was a happy and sad uh, amusement park ride. Oh, amusement park ride, lots of up and ups and downs, drops. Yes. you know, gotcha. Right. Also, so, uh, behind the glass in the background, we're going to limit his interactions a little bit because uh, he's on timeout because we found out that he still uses Yahoo regularly is uh mr austin how you doing austin hey not too bad thanks for having me i only use uh, yahoo for sports i mean is there a better app out there uh everything but yahoo (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm going through an emotional roller coaster myself right now oh my god i'm 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 watching golden state and houston go back and forth and it's pretty emotional so this is all the time yeah by the time this goes live that's not going to be useful for anyone yes it makes me feel better i got to talk about my emotions thanks I am on an emotional roller coaster right now because I am living three hours away from my wife and daughter um, while I start this new job, and she's at the beach still. And I have to go back every weekend, do the three-hour trip there, three-hour trip back, which isn't so bad. Three-hour trip there is good because I'm excited to see them. Three-hour trip back is sad as fuck. The three-hour wait, the three-hour trip back home? No, no, no three-hour trip back to work. Oh no! Well, you yeah. just correct. You tried to fix that. You're, you know, you, that's not how you meant it the first time you said it. The three-hour yeah. trip back home is sad. Listen, I uh, gotta so, change you know, diapers again. This is bullshit. No, no. It, actually, like it's really weird because when I was moving away, um, and this is just temporarily until I get the house situated, the house situation settled. But I was thinking, oh, I'm going to go to the movies all the time because I have a one-year-old daughter. We haven't been in the movies lately. We, I mean, we haven't done anything. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out to eat. You know, I'm going to sit at the bar and just, you know, eat by myself and enjoy nice quiet. I'm going to go to the movies. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I'm so tired from work. You've done nothing. I have done absolutely but nothing. order pizzas. Yeah, pretty much. porn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, I have eaten pizza. There's a giant pile of tissues sitting next to your bed right now. No, come on. That's disgusting. Right. And pizza boxes. Yeah. Um, there is. There may be a Coke can or two, um, some empty glasses, stuff like that. But, you know, I'm enjoying life. It's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I got too real <laughs> too quickly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, thank you for listening. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride as you... <laughs> gonna be a roller coaster <laughs> like an emotional <laughs> it's it's gonna be fun because we're gonna talk some rankings uh we're gonna talk what else i don't know pretty much rankings for the entire time uh for the next 30 45 minutes and uh for those of you who don't know who we are we are a fantasy football podcast uh we'll talk a little bit of pop culture we'll talk a little bit of fun in the sun and uh and then we'll still give you the fantasy football goodness so you come to the right place Yep. 
So today's will be a, a fun show. Like Dale mentioned, we're going to talk rankings, specifically our, you know, our feeling out our running back rankings a little bit today. That's what we're going to be doing. The feeling figuring, out. Huh? Just feeling it out. Just, you know, just the tip of it, the little bit. Just checking just our one, emotions. The yeah, one just, thing, the one thing I'm not going to call this episode is way too early. Fill in the blank. I'm not going to do that. Not going to do okay. it. So don't attempt, don't even ask. Emotional roller coaster of, of way too early running back rankings. That's too long of a title. Uh, yeah, running backs, uh, emotional roller coaster running backs. Title of our sex tape. Nope. Emotion. Not not enough people are going to get that. <laughs> That's all it. right. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're going to just touch on our running backs here. Um, nope, not going to touch on them. I will tell you, we are not going to talk about LaShawn McCoy. We're not going to talk about Devonta Freeman. And we're not going to talk about Jordan Howard today. You know what? Who are we going to talk about, Dale? We're going to talk about guys like Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. I would like to talk about David Johnson a little bit. Uh, I think you guys are going to be surprised on that. You know, those guys. And stay tuned, because at some point in this episode, we're also going to talk about Trapped in the Closet. Mm-hmm. We're going to close it out with Dale's music box, so stay tuned all the way through the end for that. Oh, yeah. And at some point, find out when, I will give you an Amazon update. Oh, and don't forget, if you guys are going to be in Dallas or Vegas this summer, uh, hook a, hook up with us. We will get you some... Uh, Dude, uh, you really some. need to learn to not speak with these innuendos in what hooking, you say. Hooking up with us. Hooking I, up. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Right. All right, hold on. I'm going to get a verdict here from Priscilla. Dale just said this. If you guys want to hook up with us, does that sound weird to you? Okay, there we go. How about yes. hang out? Hang out. Use hang out. Come out and see us. She doesn't know anything. Wow. Okay. That's just rude. <laughs> Let's move on, man. We got a lot of running backs to cover. A lot, a lot of running backs to uh, hang to out t- with. T- touch not to touch on okay all right let's just get right into it um <laughs> right into be- it between all the rankers and our wet on our website on our podcast blog whatever uh christian and i are the lowest on todd Gurley this year i think everybody has him at number one or two christian and i have him i have him at three christian has him at four but he is he made the consensus number one running back of the year Wait, do we go backwards? Should we go 10 to 1? Because that's what a lot of people do. No, forget it. We're just going 1 to 10. Todd Gurley is our, our consensus number one running back. Um, does he have a better chance to become a number five running back over a one? What What do you mean by that? I don't know. That was a stupid question. Can we? Let's just go by that. What What's your thoughts on Todd Gurley this year? My thoughts on Todd Gurley is... <laughs> Todd Gurley, not Todd is... Gurley. You just said Todd Gurley. No, Turd Gurley was 2016. <laughs> um, did, wait, on, on, did I just make that up, or is that a thing? <clears throat> God. Sorry. Please let me talk some football. Okay. Turd Gurley should be a fantasy football team name. Go. You think, like, people in, like, his elementary school, when if they ever tried oh. to bully him, would call him, like, Turd Gurley? Turd Gurley, for sure. Like, but Gurley, like, yeah. G-I? G- yeah. Mm-hmm. Turd Gurley. Okay. Uh, 1,300 yards, rushing 13 touchdowns last year. I think that is probably the best that he's going to be. He's not going to hit those numbers, and he's not going to top those numbers this year. Agree to disagree? I agree with you. Listen, last year he had 279 attempts, right? The year before, 278. So the workload, that volume is going to be there. Now, are we going to get 4.7 yards a carry or 3.2 are we going to get 13 touchdowns or six? I I think the truth is he's a very talented running back, but we're not going to see as much production come. We're not going to see 19 total touchdowns. Just take it down a little bit. Regress it just a little bit. He is He's in that class with everybody else. He, he deserves to be there with Lev Bell and Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. My, my uh, viewpoint is I've just seen Lev Bell do it year after year after year. I'm more comfortable ranking him number one than I am Todd Gurley. 
I'm fine if you want girly one. I will not take him one. No. Uh, I Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think there's a better running back that we'll talk about in a second that is overwhelmingly uh, better than Todd Gurley. But Le'Veon Bell, I have Le'Veon Bell ranked ahead of Todd Gurley as well. Yep. Speaking so of Bell. Let's yeah, talk about I mean, Bell. Let, yeah, let's just get right into it. Last year, almost 1,300 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Uh, you know, we, we look at Le'Veon Bell as a pretty good pass catcher. I mean, he does get a ton of targets, but only two touchdowns. And he he's not a huge reception touchdown guy, which I don't know if a lot of people notice that or not. But just looking through his numbers, he's a two to four reception touchdown guy which is weird that's not the point that's not the point the point is his his yardage total so um in the last four seasons so let's look at the last four seasons right Mm -hmm. 2015 he missed he missed 10 games but 2014 2016 2017 16 games 12 games 15 games in those seasons he's basically a rb1 rushing plus a wide receiver to receiving 854 yards, 616 yards, 655 yards. He's giving you 83 catches, 75 catches, 85 catches in those three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's going to give you, especially in a PPR league, half PPR league, so much added production. He has such a great floor every single week because it doesn't matter what the game script is, what the flow is. He is involved so heavily sure he's not a huge touchdown guy but when you're putting up 1300 1200 1200 yards rushing and 600 800 yards receiving every single year you don't need to have 19 touchdowns because you will do it yardage wise i want to see touches and yards touchdowns can be a little bit more fluky sometimes yeah but the thing is they're not fluky for Le'Veon bell that's what i'm saying it's weird you know i mean chris thompson last year only playing 10 games had double the amount of receiving touchdowns that Le'Veon bell did and Le'Veon bell just gets ton of volume which i don't know i just think it's worth noting it's just a little okay. it's, it's just a little strange that he okay. doesn't get into the end zone is all i'm saying that he's just not a he's not an end zone threat when they're passing the ball that's for fine. whatever reason i just think it's i think it's weird and for some reason, people don't realize, like, Le'Veon Bell at the start of this season is going to be 26 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where people are getting that he's old. He he also doesn't have, like, a ton of mileage on him either. Like, I, I understand that he's going into what's going to be his sixth NFL season at the running back position, but he's still got very fresh legs, and, and I think you can count on him. I know that he missed one game last year, um, four games a year before, but that was for suspension. Um, I think you can count on 14, 15 games for him, and he will be um, the most productive running back out there as long as he's out there, mm-hmm. which yep. is most of the time. You got, you're going to maybe miss a game or two because that's been his track record, but just love him when he's on the field. Yep. Uh, the third consensus running – third ranked running back on our consensus – Man, I do not know how to say it, but it's Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, last year, just played 10 games, but he did have over four yards of carry. His rookie season, he had over five yards of carry. There is no reason why uh, his – there's no reason why he can't get, say, four and a half to five yards of carry again this season if he gets to work and stays out of trouble. You agree? He's just um, on the ground extremely productive, right? And we yeah. saw, mm-hmm. you know – he doesn't do as much receiving, right? Though 363 yards in his rookie campaign um, in 10 games last year, only 269 yards. So you don't see as much in the receiving game from him as you would from from Lev Bell or some of the other guys like David Johnson. But he just does so much on the ground. He's going to get so many carries. Um, mm-hmm. And he's going to be instrumental at the goal line. He is going to be a guy that they're going to give him, force feed him, and he will end up with double-digit touchdowns rushing. Right. Like he, he's just he's going to end up with double-digit rushing touchdowns this year. Yes, I agree. I do think, I do think Tavon Austin is going to spoil his party just a little bit. I do think Tavon Austin is going to get some work. Um, it's yet yeah, no, it's not going to ruin his fantasy value. He's still an easy top five running back for me. But I do think, um, I do think Tavon Austin is going to be a little bit sneaky. In that in that backfield, very much disagree. Let's move on. Okay, all right, we can. 
right. Tavon Austin is not going to be a factor this year. Period. I th- okay. Um, I don't think Tavon Austin is rankable in the top thirty, but I do think that he could take opportunity away from Zeke. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm, okay, so elaborate then a little bit. Like, how uh, many carries do you think Tavon Austin gets in a game? Um, let's say he gets five touches out of the backfield. Okay, I I think even that is high. Okay, it could be. I mean, who's? I mean, I think Tavon Austin will out touch Rod Smith or Bo Scarborough or whoever else is back there. Um, maybe. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Let's go to our number four running back, uh, who is my number one overall player in fantasy football, is David Johnson. Okay. I'm gonna let you sit back and explain this one a little bit, not because I disagree with you, but I just want—I know he's been your guy so far this offseason. So go yeah. for it. Well, for one, let's not forget David Johnson. It was a simple wrist injury. Okay, I'm not gonna say simple because it was pretty bad, but it wasn't a wrist injury. It's not like he tore anything in his legs or his feet. Uh, it's a wrist injury that's healed completely. He's doing fine. Uh, he still has a speed. Relatively young, very low miles. There's no reason in that offense with a competent quarterback, whether it's Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. Um, it's Josh Rosen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Make sure. <laughs> um, either, you know, Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. I think he will be very, uh, very useful in that offense. And, and what we expect him to be is the star shining star. Right. Offensively. Yeah. You know, you just worry a little bit about that offense. Um, you know, kind of this, I have similar concerns for David Johnson mm-hmm. as I would for maybe the unproven in the NFL, Saquon Barkley. Like, I would have the same concerns about, um, you know, that offensive line, the offense as a whole. Um, some of those concerns I, I have with David Johnson. Now, we've seen David Johnson be uber productive now for a couple of years. Last year, also obviously not included because he got injured in game one of the season mm-hmm. but we've seen david johnson be that type of guy already multiple years and i think a lot of people last year um, had really high hopes that it would be three years in a row but obviously that wrist injury so i, I think he's being fairly ranked as a top five running back but you know there are going to be concerns there are going to be injury concerns they're going to be concerns about that offense in general so if you would rather go with a guy like Todd Gurley or you'd rather go with a guy like um, Ezekiel Elliott in the same spot, that's okay. Um, but I think you're going to get you know, a guy who's probably going to be 5-6 at the running back position that you might get you know, in the middle to late of the first round that is, this has a very, very nice chance of carrying your fantasy team throughout the season, particularly with, you know, the absurd amount of catches that he could potentially get in this offense as well. Yeah. And he was, he's really one year removed from 120 targets as a running back, right. which is insane. And with Sam Bradford back there, it's not, I mean, I, okay. 120 targets is insane. I, I get that. But with Sam Bradford's as quarterback, it's not, it's not unthinkable that he's going to get over hundred targets this year. Right. By um, the way, I mean, how long does it take before Sam Bradford is not the quarterback? You you think you think it's gonna be uh, Sam Bradford the whole year? I think it it'll be like seven or eight games, and it's going to be due to performance or due to injury. Performance. I don't think he gets injured again. Huh. I don't know. All right, what are the chances, right? That it's he gets a hot injured take. again? <laughs> what are the chances that he gets injured again? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, last time Sam Bradford played its full season was 2012. Okay. So what is it, 2018? I think it's pretty, uh, pretty good chance Sam Bradford does not play a full season. Uh, give the man a shot. Uh, so. You have you have David Johnson or Todd Gurley ranked higher. Oof, I think I have David three and Gurley four. Yeah. Yep. So okay, we can agree on that. Yeah. I would like to get a little extra perspective here because um, perhaps we are. A little blinded by two seasons ago. Austin, what are your takes on David Johnson? I think he's going to have a good season this year, just like you guys said. I do have my concerns about that offensive line. I do not see Sam Bradford getting past the first game. 
So <laughs> I'm expecting the full workload to go on to David Johnson and hopefully he doesn't break like, his wrist again. All the opinions on Sam Bradford here. So Dale thinks he could play the full year. <laughs> I think he's going to be out, you know, halfway through this season. And Austin doesn't think he's going to make it through the first <laughs> game. So <laughs> how many Somebody's games did right. he play last year? Three? Two. He played two, two games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, freak injury. And this, and another thing too is that offensive line at Minnesota was amazing. And look what he's going to at Arizona. So the writing's on the wall. I have, I have a question. Can you guys hear this ridiculous storm outside? Is, is that it a storm? A storm? I, thought I thought you were moving your mic. No, that is a storm outside. Thank you, South Florida Jeez. weather. Well, I think you're also touching the mic. No, not touching the mic. Nowhere near the mic. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about Leonard Fournette. Last year, over a thousand yard rusher in only thirteen games, had nine touchdowns. He was the man for Jacksonville Jaguars, with over three hundred receiving yards and a touchdown. On top of that, are we seeing another top five performance from Leonard Fournette this year? Uh, he is our consensus number five, and Brito and myself have him at five as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm expecting more of the same. You know, he's a guy here that. There was a lot of concerns last year, whether it was um, conduct, injury, team. But when everything went well, it went really well. So he is the shakiest, I think, of my top five or ten running backs. He's the one that I would feel least comfortable drafting, and yet... I could very well see him finishing the year as the number one running back. Like you guys are, are you following me there? Like he has the potential to be the one and the potential to be number 35 by the end of the season. So um, I'm drafting him in, in this spot based on upside, but there is to me a little bit of a queasy feeling, an uncertainty feeling with the team with his, you know, conduct with his in, you know, oft, you know, little nicks here and there. Um, I worry a little bit about Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I, I, I do worry a little bit about him, but I'm pretty confident at five. I mean, the guys we have ranked behind him are guys like Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, right. even Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara. Like those guys, I'm, I'm a little more worried about. So I think Leonard Fournette since sits pretty nicely at number five for me. I, I have no issues with that because, I mean, to bump them down to, say, 10, you know, like Melvin Gordon, Delvin Cook, Avalyn Kamara type players, I mean, that's a lot to jump, you know, to to move him down. So I think he's pretty pretty cozy at number five for me. He um, he racked up the work last year, too. I mean, granted, he, he missed three games, mm-hmm. right? And even then finished with 268 carries. Yeah. Like, he's a guy that if he plays the full season, you're going to see him get 300 touches. Yeah. 300 I mean, carries. I'm sorry, 300 carries. Let me correct that because right. you got to also factor in, well, again, not a huge receiving guy. Still ended up with 300 yards receiving while missing three games. So, I mean, well within the realm of possibility is 350 plus touches for this guy. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, TJ Yeldon isn't going to uh, to eat into his possibilities or opportunity at all. No. Okay. All right. So right right here, let's stop and give our listeners a quick Amazon update. Okay. I'm curious to hear it because I don't know about it. Okay. Dale, I talk a lot of good stuff about Amazon. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, by the way, they're not a sponsor. This really sounds like a commercial right now. (laughs) Oh yeah. Amazon is not a sponsor. I just actually really like talking about them a lot. No. I used to have a segment. I used to have a segment on our show where we would talk about Amazon. Do we still have a link of to Amazon on our website on our new no, we revamped won't. website? No. Oh yeah, go check out our website easyfantasy.com. Um <laughs> Oh yeah. We <laughs> should put a little link to Amazon uh our Amazon link. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Okay. Anyways, newly revamped website. Um Yeah, how am I going to order my stuff and get cash back, deal? Oh, we will. We'll get it back on there. Don't worry. All right. Anyways, it pains my heart to uh, to give you guys a little bit of sad news. For anyone who is renewing their Prime subscription, as of this point on, 
your Prime subscription will no longer be $99 a, 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 a year. Okay. That subscription is going to be increased in price. By how this much? Is, this is the official memo from Amazon Prime. Dear Prime member, thank you for being a valued member of Amazon Prime, but we are writing to you about an upcoming change to your membership. Now, fortunately for me, this doesn't affect me because I recently renewed. So I'm good to March of 2019. Okay. But continuing this letter, the price of the annual Prime membership has now increased from $99 to $119, effective May 11th, 2018. That's only 20 bucks. You made it sound way worse. Yeah, man. Totally worth the price. Get your Amazon Prime membership. And if you're a student, you get that for half. So I think it's going up from 49 to 59 for students as well, though. If hmm. I'm not mistaken. But still worth it. Do you have Amazon Video, too? Whatever it's called. Yeah, it comes. Amazon Video and um, Amazon Music. Not Amazon Music Unlimited, but Amazon Music and Amazon Video come with your Prime subscription. Yeah, I don't use that enough because I have Prime, but I never use the video or What's music. Yeah. Man in the High Castle is on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, I don't watch that. Oh, good show. Should Sneaky watch it. Pete. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Sneaky Pete I heard was pretty good. Did you just say the Man in the High Castle sounds stupid? Very well-made show. I'm sure it is, but it just it's, it sounds too smart. It, I don't I don't want to think about what I'm watching. Like, oh, so you Brooklyn. don't watch Westworld? Um, I've seen a couple episodes. Very smart like, show. I need an escape. I don't need to like my life has way too yes. much thinking in it. <laughs> like I need something that I'm just I not going to think rewind. about. Rewind. I do not believe that sentence. That <laughs> he needs an escape yeah. from his emotional. I have to think. Do I? <laughs> fucking hell. You, my That's life a good is joke. In, my life is in shambles right now. That's a really good joke, Austin. <laughs> Austin, take over the mic for two minutes because you deserve it, man. Okay. All right, hey, so I do got a question, and I'd really like you guys' opinion on this. Uh, the legalization of gambling now, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I think it's going to be awesome. Um, if if everything goes through like I'm thinking, I was listening to Dan Patrick earlier today, and he kind of threw out the idea, which I think would be brilliant. Like, you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and basically you can, like, bet on the Dolphins game, and you could bet the price of your meal you know i mean why why couldn't it be something like that simple if it's going to be legalized everywhere um i think that'd be kind of cool yeah you know if if your wings turn up to be like 1250 say okay i'm gonna bet 1250 on the dolphins while i sit here and eat and then your bill is 24 dollars if they lose and it's free if you win why not i like where where's the line i think there's a lot of possibilities here and what retailers around the nation can do with it i think it'd be pretty cool Okay, so I want to clarify a little bit because I think there may be listeners that don't know what the heck you guys are talking about and you just kind of jumped into it. Okay. So what happened um, early on Monday morning was that the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the federal ban on sports gambling was unconstitutional um, in a pretty lopsided vote. <clears throat> so um, basically... It kind of just opens up sports betting across the nation for for a lot of different things, not just sports betting, but for for daily fantasy sports, for a lot of different things. You know, betting will now be much more open. And, you know, this is something that the NFL has already been looking at for a long time because it's something that has kind of been in the whispers. Um, and like Dale mentioned, it's something that might apply for a lot of different things. But as a fantasy community, like <laughs> this is now going to open up, I think, um, daily fantasy sports for places that didn't have it before and sports gamblings in a lot of places. Like you, you know, Miami is going to be like the first place in the world, you know, in my, in to figure out how to do some shady sports gambling, like the very next day, by like, by like Wednesday, we'll have some rickety websites up, but, yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, Oh, you, can we do that? Like what, how do we, uh, no, there's gonna be a huge licensing fee. <laughs> how do we get this started? Just send us uh, yeah. money. Go yeah, do a GoFundMe for probably like forty to fifty thousand hmm, dollars. That's per expensive. state, per state, per state, per yeah. state. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's as go, much analysis <laughs> you're going to get on that from us. There goes our dreams. But Buffalo Wild Wings would pay for it. 
That's what I'm saying. Can you stop promoting? Listen, man. Never mind. I just did a whole segment on Amazon. Yeah, I'm just Jesus. Don't yell at me for giving away free stuff when you wow. just gave, gave talked four minutes about Amazon and said how awesome it was. I even said that Buffalo Wild Wings was awesome. I just keep mentioning their names. That is holy crap. The pot calling the uh, mm-hmm. the kettle yep. black. Yep. But this is America. All right, uh, dude. Have you okay? I, I'm sure you've seen the this is America video. Dude, have you seen like I just, the that was the joke. I was hoping people would get the reference. Just move on. No, I, I kind of want to talk about it really quick. I don't know if you saw. Have you seen like any explanation videos? No. Because when I first saw, it, I was like, okay, I get some of it, but it was like way too. Again, this is like I need to escape. Like I don't need to think. Childish Gambino. I like his music, but he makes me think too much sometimes. And this video was like I watched it one time. I was like, mm, okay, like you're trying to get me to think, and I'm not going to do it. But then I got suckered into watching those explanation videos. And there's a lot of stuff in there that I mean, he did really well. I, I feel like that video would have been much more impactful for me if I perhaps understood a lot more of the references. Yeah, yeah. Or no, if, that's, that's or what I'm maybe saying. if it was, I, I don't know if this is insensitive. Like if it was my own culture, maybe it would have affected me more. But sure. um, well, that's I think a problem. that's a problem th- in America. Yeah, I think um, because I don't really like the song. Um, yeah. But the music video is dope. But the it song, is. it doesn't really uh, yeah speak to speak you. to me. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. No, I got you. I got you. Look, I'm, I won't like talk too much into it, but watch the explanation video of it one time. I mean, there's a few, there's a few out there, and some of it's really interesting. Anyways, um, we'll okay. move on. So number six, Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's K- really K- interesting Hunt. here. K Hunt. We don't have to keep doing that every time we say Cream Hunt's name. K Hunt. Everybody just wants to say cunt. There you go. See you we next were in Thursday. Out- <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so Kareem Hunt is six for us with the Kansas City Chiefs. The only thing that I'm really worried about, and I don't know if it's a <laughs> – Is that this offense valid. looks like it's going to be totally different this year? <laughs> yeah, that. Yes, that. And Spencer Ware is no slouch, and he's back. Uh, that has me a little bit worried. Should okay. it be? Um this the Spencer Ware stuff doesn't worry me as much as Andy Reid stuff. Like Andy Reid is weird when he comes sure. to play calling. And so uh the 53 receptions from last year from Kareem Hunt, the revamping of this offense, no longer having um Alex Smith, you bring in uh Sammy Watkins, you lose uh, you know a couple of your you know, not so active wide receivers, but you bring in Watkins. You have a, another year progressing Tyreek Hill. You, you know, you have Travis Kelsey. You have a lot of mouths to feed in the receiving game. And also, yeah, Spencer Ware. I, I, I wonder if maybe, yeah, it's just going to be a little bit of work cuts into Kareem Hunt. And then you also get those those just games where Andy Reid refuses to give Kareem Hunt the ball. Mm-hmm where it doesn't make any sense when he is probably, if not the best weapon on your team, the second best, like why do you refuse to give him the ball sometimes? Yeah. I mean, last year, week five at Houston, uh, Kareem Hunt had 29 carries, 100 yards. The week after that, he had nine carries for 21 yards. (laughs) And then, you know, he had a couple nine carry games sprinkled in there. It's like, geez, man. Like I understand game script has a big deal with that, but still – um, when you have a, somebody like Kareem Hunt, which, you know, he had multiple 150 plus yard games last year, you would think that he would be force fed a little bit more in other offenses. He would have been the stretch from week 16 to week 12, where his rushing attempts were 9, 18, 22, 9, 18, 11, 9 was a very stre- scary stretch for fantasy owners. When you look at the weeks before that, 21 attempts, 29 attempts. And the week after that, 25, 24, 29. And all you're hoping for as a Kareem Hunt owner is stop giving me nine attempts, 11 attempts, and then 25, 24. Just balance it out, Andy Reid. Be a normal right. play caller. I'll, I'll be okay with 16. Like, right. I, don't, I don't have to have the 29 attempts. Don't, to get... <laughs> don't give me nine for 40 because that's not going to help my fantasy team. Right. That's what kills you. Yeah. The nine for 40 games. Yep. So um, that's the only real worry I think I have for Kareem Hunt is I see – Maybe slightly less work, but he is. I mean, I think they just found themselves another a 
another Jamal Charles. Uh, he, he can do pretty much exactly what you're hoping for. Um, and that's why even though I don't think Spencer Ware is a slouch, I do think his job is completely gone. He'll get a right. few carries, but not much more than that. The My rankings between Cream Hunt and Melvin Gordon are so close. I'm just a... I it's so fresh to me the Melvin Gordon low yards per carry even though he gets a ton of opportunity um I really struggled with Cream Hunt Melvin Gordon ranking I have him back to back and so do you right um so let's talk a little bit about Melvin Gordon well since you mentioned that I kind of want to put this into my own perspective here when I'm drafting this is how I look at it Gurley Bell Zeke and David Johnson that's tier one if you want Bell if you want Gurley if you want Zeke, if you want David Johnson, don't care. Put them in whatever the heck order you want. They're all the same to me. Pick your preference. Sure. That next tier for me is Fournette, Hunt, Gordon. However you want to order those, that's my next tier. I don't have Kamara there. I don't have Dalvin Cook there. I don't have Saquon Barkley there. Those are the next three. Fournette, Hunt, Gordon to me. They're the guys who have who are going to have a lot of workload, which I can't necessarily always say for a guy like Kamara, particularly in a standard scoring league, which I can't feel super confident in for a guy like Dalvin Cook. So those are guys that maybe I put a tier down because of other concerns. Yep. So yeah, let's yeah, talk about no, Gordon. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about tiers too in a whole nother podcast because tiering is really important uh, when you're drafting coming up to draft season. Right. But let's, you know, we, we could talk about Gordon last year, first year that he hit over a thousand yards in his career, in his three year career. He has still, not hit, he has not hit four yards of carry. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> still hasn't hit 40 yards of carry. Uh, close 3.9, two years in a row now, but he hasn't hit the four and that's what I'm hanging my hat on. Right. Uh, the touchdowns are there. I mean, yeah. eight last year, 10 the year before. So right. he Rushing gets an opportunity. Let's, let's, let's keep in mind total touchdowns, 12, two years in a row. I think yep. that's where you're getting your value. 400 yeah, plus receiving sure. yards, 12 touchdowns, uh, two years in a row. Yep. Yeah. And that's where his value is. And that's why he's a top 10 running back uh, pretty comfortably yep. for the both of us. So you're going to have, um, I think, some frustration from week to week when you get those, you know, 25 carries, but it's still 60 yards. Because yeah, exactly. there's going to be some games where he doesn't score. But most of the time, you're going to get a touchdown out of out of Todd Gurley. I'm sorry, out of Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I'm reading and looking at uh, looking at our sheet here. But most of the time, you're going to get a, a touchdown here. My one thing with Melvin Gordon that we we saw last year that maybe just doesn't make me feel like he's all the way up there. Like I, I know Armando has like a, an immense love for this guy, but you never really get those just enormous weeks that you got out of Gurley or Hunt or or Lev Bell. You never get those, you know, two rushing touchdowns, 100 yards, and then adding another 40 uh, receiving yards and another touchdown there. And, you you know, he's just completely winning your week for you. Right. You know, so it's that's the one thing. he's He's been um, not just steady. He's super productive. It's going to uh, maybe be a, a – a solid guy every single week. It's, you know, you're not getting Frank Gore points out here. You're getting double digit fantasy points week in, week out. It's just never that 40 point game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Dalvin cook last year. He only played four games in those first four games. I believe he was a top three running back. I don't have that in front of me right now, but um, he, I think he was, he might've been number one, but definitely top three, uh, 74 attempts, over four and a half yards of carry, actually 4.8 to be exact. Uh, those kind of numbers alone, if he plays a full season, if he stays healthy, he is a solid, solid top 10 running back one material. Yeah. Um, not only that, but his um, his big thing, his his concern to me was his ACL. More than anything else, Um mm-hmm. You see a guy come out, they give him that, you know, that full workload pretty early, and he tears his ACL. Okay. But all the reports, everything that's come out is that Dalvin Cook is going to come back and be pretty much the same guy. Now, 
we've seen ACL injuries in these last few years, you know, last five, six, seven years be, you know, recovered faster than ever, better than ever. We've seen guys come back and don't even notice that they came back from an ACL like Adrian Peterson a few years ago. Um, That's not always the case. So you still have some times where guys come back and they don't really ever come back fully. That's not going to be the case with Dalvin Cook. This guy's going to be ready. He's already, you know, making <laughs> more than enough progress to to the point where he's going to be there, um, you know, from from day one in, in training camp, in, in preseason. He'll be fine. I don't, I don't have any worries in terms of injury with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, workload, like how are you concerned at all about him being able to withstand that 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 big workload? I mean, he's not a small back, so, you know, no. six feet, um, 213 pounds uh, is what he's listed as. So he's not he's not terribly small. So, um, you know, yeah, uh, actually uh, talk for a second, because I'm looking up his his career injury history here. OK, Um Let's see, Dalvin Cook. All right, so uh, last year, um, you look at the the four-ish games. I mean, really, he played three games, 74 rushing attempts in three games. That's a lot of work to give a guy right off the bat. <clears throat> um, you wonder if maybe Minnesota doesn't give him that much work. So that's another potential concern here, right? So what does Minnesota want to do with Latavius Murray? Because they they split that pretty evenly. Once Dalvin Cook was gone, they gave Murray and McKinnon a certain amount of volume each. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that maybe they, they don't give Dalvin Cook 20 carries in a game, they cut it down to you know, 14, 15 carries? I don't think that the relationship will be the same. I think Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray are pretty similar. I don't think they're the lightning and thunder that uh, Latavius Murray and McKinnon was. Uh, going back to the history, um, I don't know if you knew, but Dalvin Cook actually has two shoulder uh, shoulder labrum tears in 2014, another one in 2016. Okay. Uh, and then he has two more injuries, obviously his ACL, grade three ACL tear. And uh, he tore his, uh, I'm sorry, he um, grade one sprain in his ankle, in his right ankle. Uh, a few years ago in 2015. So he's not really injury riddled. Uh, He does have that shoulder problem, which is kind of concerning. He's a, you know, low center of gravity type runner that leads with his shoulder. So that, that could be a problem, but um, we'll see. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's nothing much else to say about that. I, I I mean, I'm not looking for you to say anything else. I just wanted to let you know. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) I don't know mm-hmm. how to follow that up, man. You just no, fucked say, me up. Say, that's pretty good information, Dale. All right. You want to try that again? Nah, it's okay. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is a weird Damn one. It. That's what I was going to do to you. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is a weird one. I have met 10, and you actually also have met 10 for now. Right. You know, we're just feeling it out here. But um, especially with this four-game suspension from Mark Ingram, that didn't do a ton for me moving Alvin Kamara up or down too much. Right. I feel about the isn't same it, for That's him. odd, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Alvin Kamara is going to be, I think, similar to what he was last year. Here's, I don't think he's going to be a 22, 24 touch guy ever. Right. Like he's going to get his 12 to 15 carries or touches. I'm sorry, 12 to 15 touches and going to be pretty valuable based off what we've seen from him so far. There's no reason to think he's going to be any worse than that. Here's uh, what Alvin Kamara is. Alvin Kamara is a wide receiver who also gets eight carries a game. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. Um, If we look at him as a pure running back, he's not that. Look at him in his first season, 100 targets, 81 receptions, 10.2 yards a reception. That is not the numbers that you see for your typical running back. You're not looking at 10.2 yards a catch. Right. Or your typical running back. Right. These aren't just up downs to get him a couple yards or to get that short you know, first down. This is this is serious. serious here's stuff the here. numbers that I think um perhaps regress a little bit this year. Um in season, thirteen t- touchdowns. Um mm-hmm. 
6.1 yards a rush. Um, I'm not sure he can keep up both of those. But that being said, I am optimistic about a couple things. While I don't think he's going to have 6.1 yards a carry, that 120 attempts I think is going to go up a bit this year. Yeah, it could. And then you factor in on top of that what I thought was already going to go up. Um, Mark Ingram's going to be out for the first four games. Now, I don't think that's going to add a huge amount of volume, but I can see Alvin Kamara getting, rather than 120 carries, 150 carries, 160 right. carries this year. Yeah. And so if that 6.1 yards a carry drops to five and a half, um, you're still looking at a very productive second season for Alvin Kamara. And the receiving is just not going to go away. He is dominant in that in that aspect. And the Saints want to use him in that role. Yeah, I agree. Not too much to say about that. I do think that, you know, even if, okay, he had 6.1 yards per carry last year. Even if he's down to like five yards a carry, which is a pretty big decline, right. he's still valuable. So right. Now, All right. while I, I might have said that... Um, Kareem Hunt is going to be playing that Jamal Charles role. Alvin Kamara is built in the Jamal Charles mold. Mm-hmm. That's I, I can fully see him being a type of guy that for his career averages over five yards a carry because he's that kind of explosive and he's got the the receiver sort of mentality where he just looks for that open space and um, I, I would not be surprised if that's the type of running back that Alvin Kamara is, but Along with that, you see, just like they did with Charles, he might get limited touches in games. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this season you're a fantasy owner that just hopes Kamara can have more touches but doesn't get them. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think it's fitting to end this uh, running back feeling out, touching running backs number 10, Saquon Barkley. This is going to be total speculation and just based off of what we've seen in college and what we've hear what we've heard so far going into the season, Saquon Barkley, I have him ranked in the top ten simply based off of opportunity and I uh, opportunity slash hype. Well, <laughs> um, we've seen rookie running backs do pretty well these last few seasons if they're mm-hmm. given the opportunity. I think it's a position where, given the opportunity, you can succeed. Very early. Barkley is a beast. Um, think of him like I would Ezekiel Elliott. However, with Zeke, he landed in the perfect situation as a rookie with yeah, a team sure. that um, had a great offensive line, great offensive line as a rookie. So you saw him more than just succeed, but be dominant. And I'm not sold that that's going to be Barkley this year. No. I think he's going. I think he's a special talent at the running back position, but I think we have a few of those this year. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I if I'm you if if I'm drafting this year in fantasy, there's quite a bit of rookies that I'm going to spend some stock on because I think there's some really good potential. And maybe you can bypass a Saquon Barkley, but you get a Ronald Jones Jr. For example, later in your draft, and you could take him around earlier than other people because he's going much, much later. And right. I think he could be just as productive um, in his rookie season, even though I don't think he's the same type of talent. But I think he's going to have just as much work and and be, you know, in in perhaps even a you know slightly better offense. Even though I don't think that much of Tampa Bay, but I definitely don't think that much of New York either. Right. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley can be. A similar type, uh, at at least f- as far as the stat line goes, to Leonard Fournette last year. Leonard Fournette ended up being a top ten running back That's with a thousand yards. Fair comp. I, th- I think uh, I think Barkley can have that thousand yard season now. Leonard Fournette lit it up with nine touchdowns, actually ten total. That's kind of up to how the New York Giants offense goes, but I think a thousand yard season is definitely possible. Two hundred fifty carries for a thousand yards. Is possible for Saquon Barkley next year, right? Okay. Um, and in future episodes, I do want to talk a little bit about um, some some draft stock and 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 some ADPs 
But to give you an idea, I want to give you real quick the top 10 ADPs right now in terms of running backs. Number one, Todd Gurley. Number two, Ezekiel Elliott. Number three, Le'Veon Bell. Number four, David Johnson. Number five, Leonard Fournette. Number six, Alvin Kamara. Number seven, Kareem Hunt. Number eight, Melvin Gordon. Number nine, Dalvin Cook. And a guy that we did not mention on our show today, but he'll be perhaps coming up on one of our next running back shows. Number 10, Jordan Howard. Interesting. So I, I have Howard ranked 11, so that's pretty close. Yeah. I Actually, I really like the Bears offense coming up. I think oh, they're going to be... Look, okay, not really like. I'll take yeah. that back. Rephrase I like them better than I did last year. Oh, yeah. Reel that I, in. <laughs> I get too emotional sometimes. It's like a roller coaster, man. <laughs> Anyways, so that's our top 10. Um, again, if you're listening and you have comments on what we've what we've talked about, shoot us an email, text, DM, Twitter, whatever. Um, we've been we'll, running we'll a little long this show, so I think we're going to save our trapped in the closet and double down on our next episode. Oh, okay. But uh, before we close, Dale has his music box for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, my music box today is um i don't have a music box i'm sorry just add it in post just record like a little line i don't have a music box so you don't have a song at all no i said i don't have a song goodbye everyone (laughs) uh for christian brito and austin behind the glass we appreciate you listening my name is dale we will talk to you in episode oh and don't forget Check out the Dynasty episodes. We don't plug that enough. Uh, John and Steve and Austin and Armando did a great job. And Austin wasn't in there. But anyways, Dynasty episode, check it out. It's on our feed. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.